Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And we're going to talk about a whole new batch of awesome animals today. So what have you been up to, Casey, in the week since I last saw you? So this week I have been binge-watching the Our Planet series from Netflix. Okay. Which is available on YouTube, and I recommend everyone watch it. Is what on YouTube? Uh, the Our Planet series. Why'd you say it was on YouTube? I'm confused. It's Netflix. So it's technically originated from Netflix. Oh. But their YouTube channel has the series on. Oh. It. Is it also on Netflix? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you can my, I found YouTube out about Netflix. it be, okay. originally because my sister brought it up. She's like, you know, there's like this Planet Earth thing on Netflix we should watch. And it's like, then about a year later, I saw it on YouTube. It's like, Bree, there's this thing on net on YouTube. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. She didn't remember the name, so that's probably why I didn't remember so awesome. saying it. Yeah. Um, did you give it the criteria of safe, not safe, or mostly safe? No, but it's safer than I would say uh, the Planet Earth series ha- is typically. Okay. Yeah, and also I say. Just accept nature how it is. It's awful. It's <laughs> <laughs> our slogan for 2020. <laughs> yeah, but like, I remember seeing the first Planet Earth and Blue Planet, and I remember, like, I saw a couple times, at least, where the predators actually got the prey. And it w- I felt, I have to rewatch it to make sure, but I felt like there was very few instances where the predator actually caught the prey. Well, I think that's, Typical though, most predators don't usually catch that prey. There's way. one. There's an exception. Whoa, the black footed cat. No. No. Okay, and everyone is the African painted dogs. Look at these African, these African cats and dogs just catching. But yeah, them. it's like it's funny though because you have like lions, which are also a cooperative hunting yeah, species. They have, they have a success rate race. of less than twenty percent. Wow. While you have African wild dogs that are successful in four out of five hunts. That's really good. Yeah, about 80%. I feel like lions are going for really big prey, though. Yeah, but African dogs, uh, they go after things that are significantly larger, like some impala, wildebeest are pretty uh, significantly larger than them. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right, well. Yeah, but they're one of my favorite animals. They're pretty cool. Yes. I love them a lot. Yeah, and I was like, I was listening to another podcast, and it was funny because I think they make a good point. It's like when you talk to, like, the laymen, um, everyday people, yeah. they like know about the big cats and even uh, several of the smaller cats, and they're like very well known. And it's like, yes, let's take care of them, conservation stuff for those guys. And then when you go shift it over to canines, mm-hmm. it's like, I know very few people that can name more than like a wolf, coyote, and a few others. Really? Yeah, I like. Well, what else is there? Wolf, coyote, jackal. Uh, African wild dog. Are they African wolf. Their own thing? Um, Ethiopian wolves. Okay, there's the main wolves, yeah. bush dogs, several foxes. There's the South oh, American so foxes, foxes, which aren't even foxes. There's so many foxes. Yeah. All these lion names. Yeah. How dare they? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify a different wolf. I would just think like a wolf. Yeah. Well, there's like there's things. the Ethiopian wolf. I'm pretty sure it's technically called the African golden wolf. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Those are weird because I think they originated as a hybrid between two species and then evolved into their own species. That's real weird. Yes. I think it was those guys. I love Ethiopian wolves. Those are probably like, they're in my top three canid species. 
I don't know what I would choose. It's too hard. I just mm-hmm. like wolves in general, but foxes are just mm-hmm. adorable. I love them. Eventually, I'll have to talk about South American foxes, how they're not actually foxes. Okay, well... Wait, this is just we're gonna have a huge yep. tally of animals that are not and actually I, foxes. Another huge old rabbit trail, because like, like I said, hardly any of the animals, unless it was like the sea life episodes, because there was the um, tuna catching the fish, mm-hmm. which is cool. Tuna are very cool. I love tuna. To eat or to watch? Both, but I don't. The only tuna I eat are skipjack and albacore. I did try to look for that marine thing and I, I should have brought the can to ask you if oh, that yeah. was right but it says it's pole caught yeah pole line caught yeah is one of the sustainable methods and it typically actually, it was I think it it may have been albacore in water and sea salt yeah which was kind of I didn't enjoy the salt taste yeah I, I always have that. gotten um, it in oil which isn't as healthy but it tastes better because I like put it. I make tuna melts and like, oh, okay. so it tastes better I'm on that. With my tuna, but I did notice I liked like the, the tuna just looked better mm-hmm. in this can too. I was yeah. like, oh, I wish it wasn't so salty, but yeah. Anyway, sorry, but yeah, mm-hmm. continue. Yeah, so like I said, I only eat skipjack albacore because those two are um, typically more sustainable. Pacific bluefin is not sustainable at all. It's actually most pro- they talk about it in the high seas episode okay. about how it's the most uh, tre- sought after fish um they usually go for thousands of dollars at fish markets wow. and the most one ever sold for was 1.3 million dollars insane yeah do they just taste amazing i don't know why but they are like one of the largest bony fish they like nine feet several hundred pounds wow. yeah blue i remember when i was a kid it was like tuna are like this yeah, little tiny thing in the can and it's like no they're huge yeah i thought they were like you know the size of a big trout yeah but yeah and it's like it was cool watching them hunt because it was like kind of a coordinated effort Interesting. yes they were schooling these um anchovies and um they corralled them up towards the surface so they couldn't get away and put them into a bait ball bait yeah. and um they, and they finally decided to go after them um one would go out and then it was like a relay and they would take turns in like a relay style the ones when they catch a fish they go to the back and yeah. it's like that fluid motion i never thought of tuna hunting yeah i actually had um a professor at my community college that study um, migration patterns of tuna mm-hmm. yeah that's fun mm-hmm yeah, there's only one episode I haven't watched, and that's Coastal Waters. I'll probably watch it tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And how about what you've been up to? So I worked endlessly all week, <laughs> so I did not get around too much. Um, the two kind of things I did, like daydreamy sort of. Uh, one was I had talked before about how I miss petting dogs. <laughs> and for a little bit of my week, I was at our one location, and I'm outside most of the time. But because of COVID, I have gloves and like mask and all that stuff, right? And I see the dogs walk, walk by, and obviously the dogs miss being pet because one came right over to Aww. me. And I was like, forget it. I put hand sanitizer on my gloves and rubbed it all in, and I was like, I'm petting you. And it was just so sweet. And it looked up at me like that, just doggy face, and like, hello. And I pet like three dogs that day. So I got to pet the dog with gloves on, so it's not quite the same for the dog or for yeah. me. But still, I got dogging attention, so that was great. But... As I was sitting there, because of course in the challenge last week, you got fake money. And sometimes we just dream about if we had money, right? Oh, I need Wouldn't money. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> and 
um, I was just thinking about, like, if I was wealthy and I had, like, my dream house and, like, my dream stuff and, like, what pets I would have. Which is, it is limited into what I could also evacuate. Like, I spoke of, like, what you can evacuate in a reasonable amount of time. So I'd want to have, so for me, I'm going to ask you as well, but I would want to have at least a couple horses, but probably also, like, a Welsh pony so that younger people could ride that. And it's not quite as big, but it's not like a Shetland where only small children can ride it. <laughs> um... And then I'd want to have some goats because they can trim your yard and stuff. Oh, yeah. Who needs a lawnmower? Mm-hmm. Got goats. Um, and then also they're cute. <laughs> cute again. Even mm-hmm. though they're kind of bratty, but they're still cute. <laughs> and then I'd want to get a, a pig or two. Oh. I'd get them on a little bubbers. And they pigs. could be in the house with a little bubbers and then we'd make them like a nice thing mm-hmm. um, outside when they're bigger. And then chickens so you could have your own mm-hmm. eggs, which happened a lot where I grew up. A ton of people had chickens. If they didn't have cows and other things, they had chickens and horses. Um, but my parents would never get me a horse, so <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so well, my I, friends got a new horse recently. Nice. They're very expensive. Yep. I understand why my parents didn't get a horse, but at the time I was very upset. Because um, we had the space <laughs> for it, so anyway. Um, so, um, but yeah, so I would have the, those would be like the outdoor animals, right? Mm-hmm. Like farm-type animals. I'd also want to have, because... We visited my mom's coworker one time, and um, they had this really beautiful, like, koi pond with a little bridge mm-hmm. over it. So you could, like, dip your feet in it. It was really cool. So I'm going to have something like that. Obviously, dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. Not 101. Not <laughs> person. Probably a couple big dogs and a couple of smaller dogs. And then some kitties. And then, oh, I really want to have some. This is my, like, dream dream. And I know you have something kind of similar. I would want to have a whole pet room. Mm-hmm. So I'd have, like, litter boxes in there and stuff like that for kitties I'd want to have one room that was separated that was birds so they'd all have their like their normal cages to sleep in in that room but then I want to have an aviary that goes outside that I can open mm-hmm. up to so they can go outside probably partially indoors and partially outdoors so if the weather's horrible then they can be inside but I'd want to have an aviary with some birds in it not nothing big I don't want anything I have to leave in my will you know like that kind of thing so no parrots mm. and I do love turtles but they also live a long time and I don't want to have to deal with Hello, grandchild. You have to take care of this animal. Um, and then I'd probably have some reptiles, like a reptile room, and then um, and then like a small pet room. So probably mm-hmm. like some guinea pigs and stuff. And then we could let them out and run around in the room, so they'd have bigger space yep. to run in. Any specific reptiles? Uh, I wish I should look into if there are turtle species that don't live that long. Because I love turtles. The aquatic turtles don't. No, I don't like aquatic turtles. <gasps> they just stink. Um, and they're kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. The better ones are like the mud, musk, and stink pot turtles. Stink pot? Do they not stink, though? I don't think they stink that bad. I wanted to like, like an interrupt. Because they're like, they're small turtles. They only get like four or five inches. Oh, that's So awesome. you don't need like a giant aquarium. Yeah. Well, that might be kind of cool. Yeah. But I'd want to have like, like I like box turtles. They're cool because they're not too big. And they're not too yeah. crazy. Um, when I was a little kid, we used to have box turtle races. So, good times. <laughs> um, I didn't see a box turtle until I went to a reptile expo. Really? Yeah. They're cool. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. I feel like you see Russian tortoises a lot, but oh yeah. But box turtles are really cool. They're cool looking and they're nice and small. So for little kids, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But anyway, so yeah, I really like turtles. I, if I had, I'd also, because I'd be wealthy, I'd have at least one person who's helping me take care of all these. I'd probably have like an outdoor person who helps with like the horses and that kind of stuff. Because I'd assume I'd be working to make all this money. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'd probably have them assist me in like, you Yeah, know, you're a billionaire things. that just invests in stock. You know. <laughs> I, I would also get bored if I wasn't working, so. Um, Same. But then I, I mean, hopefully a job that I actually enjoy, but um yeah, so I would probably have someone help me. I'd probably have someone come in to help with the reptiles and fish too because I also hmm. really want to have some big fish tanks because I'm a weird person who wants to have a really big, like, 100-plus gallon fish tank hmm. just to have tropical community mm-hmm. because then you can have such a nice variety and you have your bottom dwellers and then your, like, mid-level and then your high, you know, your top swimmers. So I want to have all that. Um, I don't know if I'd go saltwater because it's just so much... But I have someone else taking care of it, so maybe. I need to tackle saltwater. Cause... I know, you have a whole thing on that. Um, <sighs> but I definitely have some big fish tanks. I also really want to, I think I've asked you this before, do fish see color? Because I really want to have a purely black and white bathroom. Everything is black and white. And I want to have a little fish tank in there with, like, some mollies. Mm-hmm. Some, like, white mollies, some black mollies, and then some Dalmatian mollies. So everything is black and white. and But their decorations would be black and white, too. Yeah. But I don't want to do that if that would upset the fish. I am pretty positive at least some do because there are species that are sexually dichromic. Okay. So males and females are different colors. I wonder if they would be cool if it was like gray. Yeah. That'd probably be boring. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that would be a really cool and thing. And color is kind of a, would be important for like species identification with some individuals. Okay. So I'm pretty positive they can. Then it probably wouldn't work. That's I think that might be more of a mammal thing with color. I'm going to have to look into it because it'd be really cool if I could do that, but if mm-hmm. I, I don't want to make the fish unhappy. So, so I definitely have fish and then, um, yeah. And then just a pet room. And I'd also have off the pet room, have the aviary, probably have to put a dog run in between the aviary and the mm. cattery. Yeah. <laughs> I assume, but I want to have a cattery because I've grown up in the country and we had indoor outdoor cats and, um, you know, that works out to various degrees of success. <laughs> so, um, a couple cats were very successful and lived long lives, and a couple were not. So mm-hmm. um, we usually would do the – we wouldn't let them out until, like, two hours after dawn and then get them in two hours before dusk situation. But I'd like to be able to have cats that can go outside, but I know they're not going to be wandering and yeah, they'll be in a cattery. So anyway, so, yeah, those are the pets that I would have. Um, I think that's pretty much all of them. Oh, and I want to have a chameleon because they're so cool, but they're such a pain. I had one. Um he passed away a few months earlier this year. Most difficult reptile. That's the problem. But they're yeah. so cool. But they I also don't live very long. Oh, really? How long do they live? Depends on the species, but usually between two and eight years. Oh, that's annoying. I wouldn't want to have it die yeah. soon. That would be really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then there's like these pygmy dwarf um, chameleons. Yeah. They have like lifespans similar to insects. They <gasps> die within months. <gasps> so sad yeah that would make me so so sad mm-hmm. i mean that would be its natural course but i'd still yeah. be sad I'd be like i've i have an idea like i like i love orb weavers spiders mm-hmm. there's a one think of charlotte's web okay. mm-hmm. those kind of spiders you see them outside with the big old circular spider webs mm-hmm. the thing is they have an annual life cycle and charlotte in um charlotte's web is accurate they live for a year they have that whole cycle and it's like they have their babies then they die that's sad yeah oh yeah i have the orb weavers are starting to finish up their growth spurts and make 
their final days. Oh, <laughs> like I saw one with an egg case already. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's their, that's their almost done time. Mm-hmm. I'd also, I do like, I do like snakes, but I don't want to have to yeah. deal with feeding them. So that's my choice. I'm fine with feeding them. I give frozen thawed. But my, I just, it makes me sad because I also really love mice. Mm-hmm. Mice are kind of stinky, but they're really yeah. cute. They're mm-hmm. super freaking cute. And rats yeah. are actually really good pets too. Oh yeah, they're wicked smart. Yeah, they're really awesome. But, mm-hmm. um, so it's just kind of tough for me to feed a snake, but I do like snakes. Yeah. So. I would. So you, what would you have? I would definitely have several more snake species. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You're going to need a backup generator just for your reptile room. Yes. <laughs> I, one of my friends has a reptile room. I'm so jealous. I really want a reptile room. Yeah. I want to have one of the giant species of tortoise that I will keep in a pen in the backyard. Mm-hmm. So who are you leaving that to? Huh. <laughs> Until they live a long time. I don't know. I'm probably not going to have kids or grandkids I foresee in my future. Leaving it to a nephew or something, a niece? I'm not sure. My siblings are going to have kids is the oh, problem. Hey, we better get that planned out. Ali, are you planning on having kids? <laughs> I mean, I would like to, but um, I'm not a spring chicken, as they say. I'll find someone. <laughs> You're going to have to like, talk to like, a zoo or something in advance and be like, hey. Yeah. Well, I plan, I would want to adopt one. There's a lot of sulcata tortoises. Yeah. Um, there's a San Diego Turtle and Tortoise Society. They have a bunch because people get them as like little, little baby tortoise, yep. and then they don't realize they get to like they 200 so pounds. Big. Yeah. How would you evacuate that? You target train them. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, they do it at the zoo. They yeah, have like different. Now, it's like right. yeah. follow them. Same thing with monitors. That one reptile I really love is like I love monitors. Philosophically, I don't think I would purposely get one maybe adopt one okay. because most they're very difficult to breed okay. um and if you do get a captive bred one most of them are several thousands of dollars Ooh. yeah well, you're gonna be rich at this point yeah so i could do that yeah. and it's like there's some of the bigger species like asian water monitors are mm-hmm. probably most c- coolest ones um but one i that is reasonable and i could theoretically get if i had the space for it is an Aki's monitor. It gets like two and a half feet long, I think. It's a medium size. There's some really tiny monitors. Um, and they act like just like the big ones, except they eat little prey. Oh, yeah. And it's like monitors are cool because they're like really active reptiles compared to other ones, kind of like dogs and cats. And that <laughs> kind of matches up with their metabolism because they eat a lot. A lot yeah. yeah. I do also like bearded dragons. They're really cool. They're just I'm, chill. I'm not crazy. Like, them being chill and just hanging out with you, yeah. I was like, I'm not crazy about them. I think they're cool. It's probably because I grew up seeing them all the time. Around them, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. There's some... I would want to have a big pond for my aquatic turtles. Okay. You're all reptiles. (laughs) I love reptiles. I also... I'm going to have... I would... So, fish room, obviously. Yep. Going to... I'm not a huge fan of lizards all that much. There's a handful I like. Yeah, I think they're cool to look at, but they'd be difficult to deal with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I I absolutely love turtles and tortoises. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason I am it, the contact I am in one of my friend's phone is the humanoid turtle. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so cool. They are. I really yes. like turtles. I love turtles and tortoises. They're pretty um, great. Yeah. And let's see. I would also have a fish room along with a reptile room. Yep. And I would like to have big, giant aquariums. Mm-hmm. I would especially want a live um, reef 
tropical aquarium. And cats. huh? Cats? You like I would cats? I would have cats. I'm not Dog are so much work, so there's yes, so I would have the help and I would have a few dogs. Yeah. Like my ideal ideal is one to one ratio of dogs and cats. Maybe two to one in favor of cats. Yeah, I'd say probably two to one. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean I don't know, I guess I'd probably go about even. Because I, I had the cats I remember the longest were siblings at so I had two of them, yeah. and that was for years and years. So I was having an idea of multiple cats, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like one dog, because when I had a dog, it was just one dog that I can remember. Oh, I like having at least two because they can mm -hmm. play with each other. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> How we? Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. Back to the so salt water. Yeah. Um, I would have like a tank for sharks. That'd be cool. There are like these smaller um, cat sharks. Um, right. and dog sh dogfish um, ones that I like are um, bamboo sharks and um, epaulet sharks I want shark tank that's yeah. amazing mm -hmm. yeah I see some people recommend having that want like sharks and they don't realize like the sharks they want is like you can't have because yeah. they get too big <laughs> like I remember yeah I remember watching tanked once and there was some football player I think he was and he wanted a great white shark <laughs> It's like, aqua AC AZA aquariums can't even keep those guys. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not gonna work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, funny. I would also have the cattery for cats. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yep. mm -hmm. And philosophically, I don't know if I'd agree with it because my idea ideals with um, shopping for certain breeds of cat. Mm -hmm. But one cat breed I absolutely love, he could not afford, is a toyer. Toyer, yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're interesting. Mm -hmm. They were yeah. really popular for a while, and I have not heard about them in a long yeah. time. Yeah, and it's I like, like Bengals. They're cool. Yeah. Um, Actually, we had one of ours. Um, sorry, wait, did you have more animals? You can go on it. Um, so I lived out in the boonies. So mm -hmm. one thing that happens in the boonies is animals just show up. Sometimes people dump <laughs> them. Sometimes they get lost. Whatever. I think the majority of the dogs we had, most of the pets I think we had growing up, I guess about half just showed up so one dog um we had a neighbor who just it's so sad we just left her chained up all day mm. so she would get loose we used to call her the pencil neck geek <laughs> and we had a six foot tall fence she would uh, jump it she was uh, young she's a manchester terrier mix um which is like a medium-sized dog and she would we would kept we came home like three times and we had two black lab mixes and there's a third dog in the fence where they're like, what the heck is going on? So, yeah, she saw them. She was somewhere near us, and she saw our dogs and was like, I want to go play with them. <laughs> so it happened, like, three times. The guy was finally like, just take her. So we got her that way. That's also Aww. the dog that saved my mom from the tarantula by sniffing huh. its foot. Um, <laughs> she was a good dog. And then, um, yeah, but she was so – she was an escape artist because she could just clear that fence. I was like, how do you do this? Mm -hmm. Um and then we got a cat, so I really like Abyssinians. Mm -hmm. So we had a cat that moved into our garage, and then um, also, I don't know what idiot, you're out in the boonies, she was still a kitten, I mean she was still like adolescent, she was like six months. She had a neon pink glow-in-the-dark collar with a bell. So the hillside next to our house, I referred to as Coyote Hill. Mm -hmm. So many coyotes, and also coyotes out there, do not care. <laughs> You're out there, they don't care. They're like, mm -hmm. whatever. I don't care that you're a human and you're here, which is kind of scary. And they're also very large. Um, 
but yeah, so we just, so we adopted her, but, and then my mom's coworker, her husband was a vet, and he came over one day, and he was like, that's like a super rare cat, because she's a blue point Abyssinian, usually mm-hmm. some brown ones, I think they're called red, but, um, I was like, well, she didn't have any papers, and she just moved in, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was a really good kitty, but anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, so pets sometimes just, you just get them, they just yeah. move in. I'd also want to adopt some, like, probably miniature horses that were seniors that just get overlooked, or yeah. some senior animal that would just be a pet, because I'm wealthy, yeah. and I can I would also want, um... Some piggies. Yeah, pigs are so cute. Yeah, I follow. Um, I want bunnies too. I I'm pretty sure it's called Better Piggies on um, Instagram. It's like a rescue because oh. like people get the, little, yeah. the micro teacup pigs, yeah, which and it's does like not exist, people. Yeah, no, they'll get to be at least a hundred pounds. Yeah, they, that's that's a lie because I really wanted a micro pig. Mm-hmm. So warning, people. I did some research. That doesn't exist. They're just <laughs> underfeeding the pig. Yeah, and breeding them very young. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. But don't get a micro Back to the cats. Yeah. I remember watching. I think it was Vox did a story, a video on um, cat breeders, mm-hmm. and like the obsession with some of the cat breeders is insane. Because like the person that has bred the tiger, um, they want it to look identical to a tiger, but miniature. It's like, how are you? Ex- expecting to do this is like i feel like cat breeders are, are any kind of breeders species really. of their own that's yeah. true because like also some breeders don't even feed good food oh yeah and then they sell <gasps> that's what i noticed like working at for like thousands of dollars i'm like you're not even giving them good food yeah. you're giving them crap food yeah i mean that's one thing i noticed like the people that i saw buying the really expensive purebred dogs are the ones that were also buying the worst cheapest food yeah. and it's like you just spent thousands of dollars on a dog and you're giving, giving... McDonald's. yeah <laughs> <laughs> also why are you coming to a pet store to buy this you can get it cheaper at a grocery store <laughs> or a target or something yeah it's like mm. yeah it's yeah. it that's a whole yeah. other thing but mm-hmm. Yeah, we could we could we should do a we should do a pet food thing. Something. Yeah, like a guide of pet food. Just and you don't have to believe the hype. Like just quick little summary. You don't have to believe the hype of like grain free and all the other various mm-hmm. things that trends mm-hmm. that happen. It's mostly just go look at the ingredients and make sure it's not just full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what you need to do. And also, if your dog has any allergies, make sure. Like especially if your dog has a chicken allergy. You might like buy a bag of lamb and rice or whatever and think, oh, this isn't chicken. Mm, there's probably chicken fat in it. So you yeah. gotta check all those. Anyway. I remember I had to help someone that dog was allergic to so many different proteins. It's like, yeah. can't have chicken, can't have any kind of poultry, can't have duck, can't mm-hmm. have lamb, can't have beef. It took me forever to finally find a fish for them. I think, yeah, I had one similar. I think we had to go with salmon. Yeah, like, it was a like a fresh pet refrigerated food and it was salmon and other kinds of fish yeah some dogs have crazy allergies yeah and what's crazy is like it drives me nuts like how many foods it's like thing it's like lamb and rice or something like that and it's like it, yes it does have lamb but then it's chicken right chicken underneath under it. it it's so stupid yeah. i know so i mean and then, like if you just want the flavor lamb then great yeah but um but if you have an allergy then you have to actually yeah. you have to check just mm-hmm. read the ingredients that's the main thing. Read the ingredients. I had someone come in and thought that Beneful was a really healthy food. No, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, well, props to Beneful's marketing department, but... Uh, that's no. that's <laughs> the thing you have to give those companies. They're good with their advertisements yeah, and like, marketing. Yeah, marketing is great. Um, like, I can't lie. I love the Meow Mix commercials. Yeah, they're pretty 
and um, the I Am's commercials. It's like, I am who I am. I am. I see, I never something watch like live that. TV, so I never see I'm's commercials. Yeah, it's like... Also, Fancy Feast. They make it seem so nice, but that's mm-hmm. also crap. I also, know. it stinks. Yeah. Have you ever opened Fancy Feast? It stinks. Yeah, I remember stocking it, I've and like it. the can's cracked. Yeah, I've done it when I had my cat just refused to eat anything else. I was mm-hmm. like, well, you're 17, so eat what you're going to eat at this point, I guess. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing I have to mention. Yes. I would want a duck pond. That sounds great. Yes. One of my friends already has a little mini duck pond, and she has ducks, and it's like, no bear. My only concern is because I would like to have kids in this fantasy world, right? I guess in the next few years, five years, I'm going to be rich. Or I guess I don't mm-hmm. have to have this house immediately, but, like, because you have to have the water safety hazard issues, everything mm-hmm. has to be fenced. Yeah. So I don't want to have to fence off a duck pond. Mm-hmm. I guess I could just be off the koi pond. Mm-hmm. Be like pool. Oh, I love a koi pond too. Cool, cool pool. It would be a cool pool. I already know the design of my pool too. It's pretty freaking great. Mm-hmm. Um, pool, uh, koi pond, and then duck pond that all have to be fenced, <laughs> so that a child does not fall into it, or dogs either. Sometimes animals fall into it. Oh yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that was um, the <laughs> long rabbit trail on on my day journey. That's what I do when I'm bored yeah. and I don't have things to do. Yeah. So. Well, somebody give us a lot of money so we can make this happen. That'll be our new headquarters. Oh my god! Can we please? And then we'll yeah. I do in my dream house. I literally like kind of just wrote out the rooms I'd want to have in my dream house. And one of the rooms would be a music studio, so also podcasting. Yeah. Would be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then we could podcast from my super awesome recording studio. I also want to anyway. That's a whole other show. That doesn't have nothing to do with animals. <laughs> but um. But yes, so <laughs> into what we're actually supposed to be talking about. Um, I believe you said you had something that you wanted to bring up today, right? Yes. So this is an article that was published back in the beginning of August. Okay. And it's titled, Why Are Some Endangered Species Ignored? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why are they, Casey? Well, so first it starts off with this animal. They call it the Tasmanian Tasmanian gremlin. It's not its actual name. It's... The Rondo, I don't know how to pronounce that name, Dwarf Galago. It's a, that's a, (laughs) I'm going into it. It's a small primate that is related to lemurs, lorises. So it sounds like it's probably cute, so why is it getting ignored? Well, it's critically endangered and. I've never heard of it, it's critically endangered. Exactly. And so one of the problems is, a lot of animals that are endangered that are ignored mostly um, lack charisma. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, so like, um, I'll go into the charisma problem in a bit, okay. but um, one of the organizations that um, they talk about quite a bit in this article is one we've talked about, and that is the Edge of Exin- Existence Program. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Zoological Society of London. And like I've said this before. Let's see what it remember. It was environment, no, something ecologically distinct? No. Dang it, evolutionarily yes. distinct, um, globally, edge, edge, globally. E, that dreaded E. Endangered? Yes. Okay. Mm. So their goal is to protect species that represent distinct evolutionary branches of life and are 
endangered of being wiped off the face of the planet. And so when you think of like when I was saying the charismatic animal, so typically these are the animals you instinctively think of. Like a tiger. Yeah, tigers, lions, leopards, bears, the big cuddly things. (laughs) Yeah, basically what they break it down to is like, if you think of it as an animal in the kid's book, it's probably charismatic animal. And there's quite a bit of discrepancies between uh, species. So one of the things is um, most overwhelming majority of conservation programs do not assess the amount of attention um, different animals are getting. And so they actually do assess this and have categories that are get broken down to very low low, medium, and good conservation attention. Okay. And they found that 70% of high-priority edge species are receiving insufficient conservation attention. 70% you said? Yes. Wow, okay. Yeah. They have a couple hundred species, so not all the species that have been classified, obviously. (laughs) But um, so when they say um, has very low, has um, insufficient conservation attention. Basically what that means is they do not, either don't have an action plan for the species or that it's very outdated and they are receiving little to no research. Gotcha. Yeah, and. Meaning they're not getting funding for research? Yes, okay. funding for research and any kind of research in general. Okay. Yeah, so. Over half of the mammals are um, receiving low or very low attention. Wow. And keep, I feel like are the most popular. Yes. Yeah, but keep in mind on these lists, it's not going to be like tigers, lions, leopards. Right. There might be some cats. I haven't checked the whole list because there's like 200-some species for mammals, I think. You're welcome, cats, that some cats domesticated themselves, and that's probably why we <laughs> care about you more. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into a bit more of why we decide some animals matter more. Oh. Yeah, and like you said, mammals tend to be more charismatic, and it gets worse for the other animals. So, forty-two percent of birds are getting insufficient attention. Fifty-three percent of amphibians, Mm sixty-two percent of reptiles, and sixty-seven percent of coral. Oh yeah, because coral's not. Yeah, (laughs) it's beautiful. That's wow. Literally, it sits there. Yeah. And there's a huge caveat with these numbers, and that is the fact that all edge species have been assessed by the International Unit of Conservation of Nature Red List. And keep in mind that obviously has not um, assessed all known species, Mm -hmm. and it's severely lacking, in my opinion. So in some species, it's good, like nearly all birds have been assessed, 90% of mammals, then it gets worse for other groups. Only 70% of reptiles, only 10% of flowering plants, okay. and less than 1% of insects. Well, so many insects. Though. Yes. So in all, only 5% of described species have been assessed by the IUCN Red wow, List. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot of endangered species that we probably don't even know about and that are receiving absolutely no attention at all. Right. Yeah. And like I said, there is a hierarchy in terms of animals with charisma. Mm-hmm. 
And like I said, they state um, animals in children's books, those tend to be almost always charismatic animals. Right. I, my reference is, think of the animal you want to go see for a set when you go to a zoo. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, mother. My mom loves big cats. <laughs> yeah, big cats are fun. I number one. Yeah. I, well, Shame on you. <laughs> Yeah. I don't. I wish I remembered what it was when I was a kid, though. I, that'd be interesting to see what it was when I was a kid. Yeah. Always a little tired. Yeah. So in general, when it comes to charismatic animals, larger, cuter, and more well-known mm-hmm. are on top of the chariz- yep. charisma hierarchy. Mammals mm-hmm. do best, followed by birds. Okay. And then terrestrial animals do better than aquatic and marine species. Okay. Yeah. And then there's still some caveats to this. Because mammals like rodents and bats get very little conservation. And then large reptiles um, like crocodiles, sea turtles tend to get good levels of attention. But then there's like small species of lizards and smaller ambiguous snake species are typically ignored. Poor guys. Yes. I just find it funny it's a high charisma because I'm just thinking now like elephants and tigers have like an Mm -hmm. 18 charisma score in D&D stats. Whereas, like, yeah. this little lizard has, like, a four. <laughs> oh, yeah. So sad. Incorporate yeah. that, D&D. See if, if their charisma scores are right. Yeah. And there can be an obvious dilemma with these discrepancies because this puts a significant strain on animals that are in poor countries. Yeah. Because sense. rich countries that can support conservation at the government level tend to invest in their own endemic species, right, which are species that are only found there, as opposed to endemic species elsewhere. Right. Like United States, we invest in California condors, gray wolves, several other of our own species. Whereas we're not probably going to be paying attention to pangolins over in Africa and Asia. Yeah. yeah. And another problem with this is the fact that the greatest diversity of species are in the tropics which tend to be amongst the poorest nations in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if they ever receive any kind of conservation, um, it's typically sporadic. They'll get some conservation for a very short interval of time. And a lot of times, because these are lesser known species, it's just basic biology on the animals because there's like literally nothing known about them. For example, you didn't know what a Galago was. Nope, never heard of that. <laughs> Even though it's primate, which in theory should be doing better in terms of charisma. I mean, to be fair, I don't know a lot of primates, but yes, yeah. theoretically it should be doing mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And then there's also the problem with the fact that most people see conservation as a charity rather than the essential service. Gotcha, that makes sense. Yeah. So... And that's very bad because according to Giving USA, mm-hmm. charities for animals and the environment get less than any other kind of charity. Really? That's yes. almost the only thing I donate to. And Same. I write that off in my taxes every year. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so back to the big charisma animals that get too much attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a idea in terms of how they can help these lesser known species. Which I'm going to critique because they're because okay. they're occasionally called these umbrella species, mm-hmm. or basically by helping these animals, you're preserving their habitat. Which will uh, help other animals. Yes, but then the problem is, human encroachment is causing a lot of fragmentation of these habitats, okay. and so because that they're becoming fragmented, 
there's no real way to preserve the micro habitats that exist within their home ranges. Right, yeah. um, and there's also problems like you're assuming these lesser known non-charismatic species live in the same areas as the large charismatic animals. And also, when you can have animals that exist in the same environment, and just preserving habitat is not enough to save the species. Mm -hmm. For example, there's these two birds in Samoa. One, I'm pretty sure this is pronounced Mao. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was going to try to pronounce the scientific name, but I'm going to butcher it so bad. And one of its conservation needs is better control with the invasive rat population. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's the toothbill pigeon. Again, lives in Samoa, same area. And what it needs help with, along with the rat population, is other in controlling other invasive species and better hunting regulations. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like I said earlier, not all charismatic species have these animals um, that are lesser known living in the same environment. Yeah. Yep. And then the same thing that they might need might not even be what the, the smaller animal needs. It's not the same as what the bigger animal needs. Correct. So that's because hmm. an invasive rat problem is not going to be a problem for the bigger animals. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, let's see. There's like. Like I said, most obvious example is with umbrella species is um, conserving their habitat saves their species. But then, t just as an example, one problem we have in several areas in the United States is the fact that hunters will use lead bullets. Mm -hmm. And so when they go out hunting and then there's these lead fragments of lead, which is toxic, yeah. the animals ingest it and then they die. And then there's okay. going to be scavengers and other carnivores that eat it. There's going to be accumulation of yeah. toxins in their bodies, and, and it spreads and gets worse. Right. We're just the worst. Yep. That's another thing in this fantasy world that if I had a lot of money, I would want to, like, join up with other people who have money and just buy a ton of land all over the place and set up as nature preserves. Oh, yeah. But in the, in the poorer nations, though, it's not like you can just do that because you also have to treat the people around there and more the the cause of it if, you know people going out to farm is because they need to make money yeah and survive so you have to address that issue so that you can take mm -hmm. care of them so that then they don't need to go out and yeah there's like um with i'll take a charismatic species um rhinos mm -hmm. they're being poached for their horns and the way that's going to have to be fixed is by changing the culture of the people that are buying the rhino horns right it's also that's annoying because the different uses they say that's for mm -hmm. like i can see someone who's desperate with cancer who's thinking mm -hmm. oh this is going to cure cancer but they also say it's used for an aphrodisiac like you need a rhino horn to get it on yeah well again that has to dive into the culture because they right. grew up for, like yeah just some common ailment and it's like you'll grandmother go gives you a few bucks you go down and pick up some rhino horn but it's still crazy because you know that that's a limited resource mm -hmm. even if they weren't horribly endangered that's mm -hmm. a limited resource so why would you do that with something that's not i mean first of all it doesn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> like first thing it's useless don't do it <laughs> but um just chew on your fingernails but i just yeah there you go <laughs> um but i i just i don't see why you would do that for something like an aphrodisiac or something so stupid like that versus eat oysters yeah, there's other options. 
or I don't know, maybe just you weren't intended to, you know, do that at this time or get medication if you really need it. But like, you know, I don't know. That just drives me nuts. I'm like, I can't imagine taking life from an animal for something stupid like that Mm -hmm. versus like, again, if you were, you know, had cancer and you thought that was going to do it, then Mm -hmm. that's like a, you know, you're just desperate. So you're trying whatever, but anyway yeah but don't do it it's useless but then um you can look at an area where we actually do do it for substance reasons is like fishing yeah we have eating them yeah (laughs) we have depleted the fish stocks in some areas by over 90 percent which is really bad yeah it has to be regulated yeah and then a lot of times what they're doing with these trawl nets is just to get these smaller bait fish to feed animals like tuna in the fish farms Yeah. yeah 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 And, like, there is this idea is like, the ocean's way too big and immense for us to have a everlasting damage. And it's, like, there's some populations of fish where it's, like, if we don't take action, they're going to go extinct. It's really bad. It mm-hmm. really frustrates me that people don't care about it. Yeah. Like, even if you don't care about them, you should care about yourself because yeah. it's going to affect us. <laughs> yeah, because um, they actually cover that in the Our Planet mm-hmm. with fish stocks being depleted so much. They're, so now what's starting to replace them is squid. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that fish, prey on squid, they're also a competitor for resources. Mm-hmm. So now they're just, and populations are increasing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And they show this clip, which is so weird to watch because I'm used to them eating like anchovies, but sea lions going through a swarm of squid to eat. Oof. It's like, because squid are not nutriently dense, really. Fish are, especially like anchovies and sardines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's sad for these poor animals. Yes. But there is a second part in that series okay. that does go over some positives that can happen. Okay. And one solution um, to help some of these species, two things they need is better photographs. Yeah. Because some of the animals don't have photographs at all. You can Google some of them, go to their Wikipedia page, and there's no image. And sometimes if there is an image, it's just of a preserved specimen. Mm, And some species don't have a common name. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to get people to care about an animal when you just give this Latin name that is gibberish to most people. They should call it, like, super cuddly stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what they do. Sometimes they'll give them names that are in reference to celebrities oh or our movie characters okay. yeah there was a viper that was recently discovered it's i'm pretty sure it's called the slytherin um okay. pit viper nice. yeah so that's one thing that can help and another thing that helps them a lot is zoos because right. sometimes for a lot of these organizations their sole source of funding is zoos yeah like, there's one woman that heads a program that helps um, to conserve the giant armadillo. Mm-hmm. This, and her major f- funder is um, a lot of the AZA accredited zoos, even though none of them have giant armadillos. But that, but that's who can get any money, though, mm-hmm. are the zoos. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, biggest solution is that there's going to need to be government involvement and exactly the eye roll yeah. is like because like marine mammal protection act was easy 
whales are very charismatic, beautiful yeah. animals. You can fall in love with them easily. Much worse things are being done to sharks oh, yeah. on an unimaginable scale. Well, because there's so much bad press around sharks, yeah. which isn't fair. It's like very easy to get people to care about whales. Getting them to care about sharks is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and insects is going to be very difficult because yeah, because they're definitely not cute and yeah. cuddly. And I think they're cute. Pests. Well, a lot of like rodents, insects, mm-hmm. things like that, yeah. pests. So those animals yeah. are always. Yeah, and if you look at the insects that do receive conservation attention, take a guess at to which ones: butterflies <laughs> and bees. Oh, bees! Well, yeah. we need bees. <laughs> yeah, we do. But the problem is, a lot of people focus almost solely on honeybees. Yeah. First off, honeybees are actually not native to California. Okay. Um. They come from Europe. A lot of our bee species are actually solitary, mm-hmm. and most, a lot of them do not produce honey. You've said this before. Yes. But who cares about the honey? We care about the pollination. That's yes, but really some people think about the honey because, like, what are they giving directly to me? And it's hard for people to make... Exactly. Food. But it's hard for people to make the connect, like, this tiny little insect that yeah. looks like it shouldn't be able to fly yeah. is responsible for a third of our food production. Yeah, it's ridiculous. People, yeah. I don't know why people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do love honey, yeah. too, but... Also, I've heard, I'm going to have to look into this, mm-hmm. that if you get honey that is sourced from your general area, it's supposed to help with, like, allergies and stuff because it has, mm. it's coming from plants and, you know, shit around your area. I've not heard of that one. I have to look into it. Obviously, yeah. I don't know if that's just a health food thing. <laughs> Probably. Or, yeah, or if that's actually. <laughs> Any kind of, like, organic and mm. those kinds of labels, like, this is just a marketing scheme. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and there's other pollinators that are not bees and butterflies. There's various beetles, and even some flies pollinate. We need to save all yeah. pollinators. Yeah, can. and beetles are especially important because that is a plurality of the species on Earth. There's over 350,000 species of beetles. Oh my gosh. Yes. I on. Like two. Yeah, and that's just the ones we know of. Oh, that's yeah. insane. Oh yeah. Insects are awesome. Like, there's... Casey, you're going to get to do an insect podcast. Don't worry. Yes. We're gonna, one of these months, I think. Yeah. But like... Maybe October. One of the months mm-hmm. has five weeks, and you're going to do inse- yes. insects. Insects. <laughs> I already picked an invertebrate. Okay. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. But if you look like the whole biota, all the life on Earth, yeah. the ones that we care about, the vertebrates, and I'm not counting all vertebrates, not just mammals that we actually care about. Yeah. All of them... It's only about 2% of it's life on so Earth. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so, so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep, so hopefully we can fix things to reprioritize and not just care about pandas. Our current governmental... governmental. Me and one of my friends are one of the <laughs> biggest critics for, like, panda re- conservation. <laughs> like, pandas cost seven times more than elephants. Yeah, well... Mm. Pandas are cool, but they're also a national symbol for a country, so yeah. that's part of why they get so much attention. Mm-hmm. Here in America, yeah. we're not great about it. Yeah, uh, animals just me. National animal, anyway. <laughs> we killed our state animal. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, and that's actually one the main reason we have black bears is once grizzly our California grizzlies went extinct, black bears moved in to take their niche. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. It's so mm-hmm. depressed. There's so many things these yeah. days that are depressing. And like. And when you look at the explosive deer populations in some areas, it's because their predators are no longer there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was, I'm pretty sure everyone, if you're on Facebook, you've probably seen this video. But it's like of um, 
in Yellowstone. They talk about bring what happened when they brought back the wolves. And it's like the trees regrow because the wolves were hunting the deer, which yeah. um, were eating all the saplings, yeah. so preventing them from you growing. You have to have a healthy ecosystem yeah. where it all falls apart. When you yeah. take one element out, it just yeah. screws things up. But, of course, we can't get politicians to understand that or even the just general mass yeah. of people. So it's we need an really independent commission of scientists to make those decisions. <laughs> that never happened in the United States. I know, but... I, I a boy can dream. A boy can dream. <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe the state of California might yeah. be able to get that, and a couple individual yeah. states. That's why. That's one of the reasons I love California. Is like I don't see myself moving. Is like we actually care about our environment. Yeah, we. Even though we still do some short fallings, like okay. Catalina. Um, I've been there. It's bad because they introduced deer for hunting several years ago, and they're wrecking the place. Bison. They're awesome. I loved seeing them when I was there, but they're doing what the deer did in Yellowstone. They're eating all the saplings yeah. of their native plants and just leveling the place. It's very depressing. We have, mm-hmm. we have a lot of issues to fix in the U.S., yes. though, so environmental stuff, unfortunately, is going to be Yeah, and then low. everything we talk about on land is a drop in the ocean oh, yeah. compared to... The ocean. Mar- <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the ocean. Mm-hmm. All right, well... Is it that time for our favorites? Yes. All right. So it was Casey's turn to pick our favorites. So this is... He threw me for a loop. Yeah. (laughs) This is the last week in North America. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. I totally didn't say that. You're right. It is is the last week in North America. Yes. So I decided to end it on an American note. And we are choosing our favorite California native species. You should say the United States of America because all of it's America. America. That is the thing I have to fix. Because I keep saying, oh, I'm American. But it's like, well, any, any, someone from Ecuador is also American, you <laughs> idiot. Stop trying to steal yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, mm. we are American as far as the United States of America. Mm-hmm. But continue. Yes, so native California species. Yes. So you go first. All righty. So, so excited already. <laughs> yes, because I love these guys. They're awesome. Have you actually seen them in person? I... One ran across uh, when I went to Catalina. One okay. ran across our trail. All right, I feel like that has to be a qualification. Yeah, a qualification. <laughs> and it is the Channel Island Fox. I'm also just jealous. I'm also. I think most people just call them Island Fox, but Have I always you been say to Channel Islands. Yeah, Catalina is a ca- one oh, of the Channel is. Islands. I didn't think it counted as that. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never. Well, I've been to Catalina, so I guess I have been. Yeah. I haven't been to the other ones. I love. It's so cool, like looking at the ecosystem there. Like, um, there. When you go there, it's mostly just shrubs and bushes. It's like, it doesn't look like that because there's almost no native trees, so they grow vertically like trees. Oh, weird. It makes me appreciate the chaparral ecosystem more. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate much <laughs> the mainland. I need to go back to... We, yeah. should, we should go to Catalina at some point. I want to so bad. Let's do it when COVID's Especially um, for snorkeling. Yeah, I want to go. It mm-hmm. sounds amazing. I want to go. Yep. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. So... The islands, fox. Yes. Channel Island fox. Yes. So its scientific name is Urocyon littoralis. <laughs> yes. It is the smallest fox species in North America. And it is about six inches tall. Oh my gosh. That's yes. tiny. And 23 to 31 inches long. Is that with a tail, I assume? Yes. That and is tiny. Yeah, they're it's small. It's like here. <laughs> that's 
see. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to cuddle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they weigh less than five pounds. That's not surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I males are slightly larger than females, but it's very not really noticeable. And they're actually an example of what's called insular dwarfism or island dwarfism, okay. which is where um, typically um, it's usually mammals when they get stuck on an island over million years are being isolated on such a small area mm, okay. because there's a lack of resources. The ones that survive are the smaller individuals, mm-hmm. so it leads to dwarf species on islands. That's cool. Yep. I mean, it sucks for the bigger ones, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... It's one of the coolest things in evolutionary biology. There's also insular gigantism that's not as common. Okay. Um, but there's a ton of examples of dwarfism, and they're one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they are what's called endemic species. They are endemic to the Channel Islands, mm-hmm. meaning they are found nowhere else on the planet. Okay. And there are actually six different subspecies um, that each evolved independently on a separate island. So there's one on San Miguel. Miguel. Miguel, I was like, wow. That, was- that is the most whitewashed I've ever yeah, done. Good bad. Lord. There's Santa, one on Santa Rosa, Santa Cruz, San Nicolas, Santa Catalina, which where I was, and San Clemente. Mm, okay. yeah. Each has their own subspecies of fox. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. There's, I have to digress because I remember I asked my um, professor while I was on my field studies courses, like, what do they primarily prey on? Because there are these ground squirrels on there. They're actually an example of insular gigantism. They are larger than the mainland ones. They're almost as large as the... They're, as big as the fox almost? They're relatively close in size. That's crazy. Yeah, not as big as fox, but not they're big enough where... Uh, Fox is not going to prey on them. Wow. It's just too much of a risk. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fox actually was nearly was threatened with extinction because bald eagles were actually threatened with extinction on the island. Okay. They were almost pretty much completely wiped out. So what happened is, because there was no bald eagles in that territory, golden eagles moved in. Mm-hmm. There's a key difference between them, not just how they look. Bald eagles are piscivores. They eat fish. Okay. Whereas uh, golden eagles will eat small mammals. And these foxes are not used to having any kind of predators. And so the eagles started hunting them. Mm-hmm. And the population plummeted. Yep. Then conservationists got to work, got rid of several invasive farm species, mm-hmm. helped reintroduced the golden eagles bald eagles eagles. the golden eagles moved out and now their populations have risen yeah and they prey the foxes prey on small mammals but like i said not the squirrels Mm -hmm. (laughs) um small birds there's a lot of um bird species there like uh genetically distinct um subspecies there's their own subspecies of quail. It looks the same as the mainland, but genetically they're a distinct subspecies. Hmm. Yeah. And they'll also eat invertebrates and some vegetation. The IUCN red list classifies the island fox as near threatened. It is also, all six are listed as threatened by the California Fish and Wildlife. And four of the subspecies are um, federally listed as endangered. Okay. Yep. They're so cool. They're yes. They're so cute. I want to see one. Mm-hmm. 
They are so cute. Um, I think they have a couple at the Living Desert. Okay. We're going to yeah. go there sometime, too. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to, like, take podcast field trips. Oh, yeah. Go there and, like, the L.A. Zoo, because I, I probably went when I was, like, three. But I have I've never been to L.A. Zoo. So, great. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then um, let's go to Catalina. I want to go snorkeling mm-hmm. and kayaking, because I've never been yeah. kayaking. Um, okay. Well, when Casey presented this, was that everything on the little fox? Yes, okay. that's the... Awesome Island Fox. I had the worst time. <laughs> okay, I, I had to give her a list. I You didn't give me... Well, no, I gave you a link that gave you lists. You did, but the animal I wound up going with was one I was already thinking of anyway. <laughs> but it was just so difficult because I felt like it had to be something that actually... Not as I have interacted, but I have seen. Um, and I've never seen a fox, and I'm so disappointed. And then, of course, you took a fox, mm-hmm. which would have been... I would have probably chosen a fox. Um... And then, like, a lot of them are aquatic and more, like, ocean-based. And then I just had the worst time with it. So I'm not 100% sure this is my favorite. And I actually do kind of want to say I actually like coyotes, even though they're paid for people because we're in their territory and they mm-hmm. have pets and air issues. But they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the animal I wound up going with was because I just, every time I'd see them at home when I was a kid or, you know, growing up, they're just so cool to watch. Every mm-hmm. time there was one, I'd just stop and watch it. Um, funny I mentioned coyotes. <laughs> My uh, animal is the greater roadrunner. <laughs> I didn't even think about that yeah, I've, I've not, I have not seen a coyote chase one, um, but mm-hmm. I have seen them run and they're really cool. They're, they are mm-hmm. awesome when they run. They're just, they're awesome. Are I they, saw one they, earlier today. You lucky duck. So you mm-hmm. see, you did see some animals. I'm so amazed you haven't seen most of these animals, but, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. but they're also, they are just cool looking. They're unique looking bird anyway, but I just love watching them run. They're, they're pretty awesome. Um, so their scientific name is, I'm going to screw this up just so you know, Geocossix maybe, Geococcyx, something like that. Californius, Californianus, <laughs> us, whatever, something like that. <laughs> Um, they are about 19 to 24 inches, um, I guess long, Yeah. <laughs> because their tail's pretty long. <laughs> um, they're about eight to, um, well, that's not right. I wrote 103. I'm pretty sure that's 10.3 pounds. <laughs> That'd be a really scary road. Wait, runner. what? No way they're 10. No, I'm sorry. That's not eight. <gasps> that's ounces. Big. I meant ounces, <laughs> not pounds. That would still be really, that's, that's bigger than a cat. Um, wow, I'm failing, you guys. Um, oh, no, there we go again. Um, they mostly eat insects, um, sometimes small reptiles and rodents and smaller birds and some fruits and seeds occasionally. Um, I have not heard this before, but apparently um, they have a reputation for hunting rattlesnakes. Yeah, I remember growing up hearing that a yeah, lot. Yeah, and that's over-exaggerated. Also, living in the boonies, literally never saw that, and I saw rotors and rattlesnakes regularly, so <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, they are native to the southwestern USA and um, parts of Mexico. They can run 15 miles per hour. I don't know if we've ever looked up stats. Well, most birds don't even run. They, like, hop yeah. and fly. So they're pretty quick. Like, it, mm-hmm. That's why I like watching them run. They're just cool to watch them, like, take mm-hmm. off. Um, they are also a monogamous species of bird. And not mm-hmm. only are they monogamous, they actually co-parent, which is nice. <laughs> Dad actually helps with the young, which is I think great. that's the first bird species we've talked about that's monogamous. Well, we first of all only talked about one of the birds. I thought we... Didn't we do Oh, well, because we, we picked our favorites, but we only covered one as our animal of the week. I'm not even sure if we looked into breeding behavior on that. We did. They were we did? Poly... 
I know we did yes. for the cock of the rock. Yeah, cock of the rock. But I don't remember for our favorite raptors. Oh no, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't look at that. Um, we 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 have to do more info on some of those. We kind of failed at some of that, so my bad. We can do a them as animal of week someday. Yeah, we will, <laughs> or something like that. We'll do some catch up. Because I can um, go deep into biology. <laughs> They are listed as least concern um, from the IUCN red list. They have a stable population, although there has been a long-term decline in California, which I'm pretty sure is because we spread out and, you know, get into mm-hmm. their territory. But it is really cool to see them. So. We should have a mandate to kick some people out. I know. California's terrible. <laughs> Nobody come here. <laughs> like, all the people leaving the state, we don't need replacements. Yeah. You know what's <laughs> funny is I have some friends over in Texas. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I could not, they're like, I could not live in California. <laughs> I could never live in Texas. Okay, I'm sorry. Based on nature, God hates Texas. They have every natural disaster. Every single one. I mean, not, they don't like a volcano. But like, everything. They get hurricanes. Yeah. They get all of it. I'm like, there's no way. And have you been to Texas in the summer? Oh, no. Yeah. It's miserable. Not to mention other things. And let's talk policies. You can just, in Texas... You want a tiger? You can just get a tiger. That is so dumb. Can you imagine? You're just like in an apartment and then you just get eaten by your neighbor's tiger because they got Well, eaten. someone tried to smuggle one in California tiger, uh, yeah, a couple happened. years ago. But, but here it's illegal at least, so it makes it yeah. harder. But in Texas, you can just, you don't even have to have a special license. Like, What's stupid is we have like tiger, no, almost license. no federal laws regarding imports of exotic it's animals. insane. So anyway, I have a massive issue. Yeah. Like Texas and Florida, they're two really bad ones as far Oklahoma as Oklahoma like, bad too. Probably. Um, but That's where Joe Florida. Exotic was. Because what? <laughs> That's where Joe Exotic was. Uh, that makes sense. I haven't watched that. Um, I've watched most will. of it. I think I haven't watched like the last one. Apparently she's on Dancing with the Stars this. Oh yeah, my sister was telling me about that. Yeah. I was like, really? I was like, I have to... I don't like either of them. I have pro- oh, okay. problem I with have both of them. I don't like either of them either. Yeah, because like Carol Baskin, um, she tried to get a um, law passed that would ban any kind of tigers in captivity in the United States. Mm. Yeah. Then how could she have them? <laughs> well, except for all the no more breeding and anything like that. Oh. Yeah. They, okay. Well, yeah. Stupid. Which is stupid because like they tigers. Can. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert. With how they are right now will not be wiped off the face of the planet. We have sustainable populations of tigers in captivity. In captivity. Yes. Yes. So that is our insurance. So that would be the only place you can see them. Yeah. Well. After a while. Yeah. But plan would be eventually to reintroduce like we've done with oh, several gotcha. other species. Like we did California condors, mm-hmm. Fridge Volksy's horse, gold lion tamarind. No, wait, not gold lion tamarind. Um, scimitar horned oryxes. Yeah. Just with predators is much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as we rabbit trail, as per Um We should count how many rabbit trails we do per I, episode. So many. I should. We should do like critical role. Does like critical role stats. I should be like, how many mm-hmm. times does Alice say guys? Um, <laughs> and uh, what do you do? I don't know what you do. Um, and then our rabbit trails, because mm-hmm. at least now you're doing it too, and it's not just happy about that. <laughs> I have infected you with my rabbit trailing. Good lord. But yes, yeah, so uh, rodenters are, they're really cool. They they look cool, and I just, I had a horrible time choosing an animal, but they were <laughs> in my, like, top list from the beginning. I was like, oh, a roadrunner might be an option. So, um, yeah, because they're just cool to, you know, look at as a kid. And also, I remember growing up in the boonies, like, 
it's kind of good like you have to be aware of your surroundings because there are animals that can actually hurt you and some that might be like oh you suck at defending yourself i can eat you you're an easy meal mm -hmm. coyotes are not likely to watch people but if you are with a pack of coyotes it's not great <laughs> and we have mountain lions out there and i yeah. never saw them but we did have neighbors who would see them usually they're yeah. out on a trail ride but um i remember one time i think i was might have been up in big bear but i was mm -hmm. camping I was staying with cousins or something somewhere yeah. and we were walking down the road and there's this golf course up on the hill and there's a pack of coyotes just sitting there mm -hmm. and then we start walking along and then they start walking along. Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. They were walking ahead of us though. I think oh, like they weren't following they were us. They probably trying yeah. to stay away from me. Yeah. But the ones where I grew mm -hmm. up, they're just so used to people mm -hmm. just did not care. Yeah. I um, see them a lot where I'm from. Yeah. Unfortunately, so. as roadkill sometimes. Yeah. That is sad. Um, but yeah, so mountain lions, um, so sometimes I would walk from like a friend's home house or their house at night and I'd always just be like, oh, there could be a mountain lion out there. Mm -hmm. Cause literally my house backed up to like a hillside that was just wildlife mm -hmm. and there weren't any houses for a little while. Um, I'm sure it's not like that now cause that town went crazy with development, which is a bit, yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so you had to be aware of that back then. I went camping once um, and it was early in the morning and I, I'm an old lady so I have to have an air mattress now to sleep on the ground or I won't sleep. It's really bad. So I like have my air mattress shoved against the edge of the tent so everybody else can fit comfortably. And I'm sleeping so my head is close to the, <laughs> I'm doing the like classic <laughs> sleeping hands. I've never slept like that in my life. Um, and I'm sleeping so my face is kind of close to the edge of the tent and there's something on it and I hear panting and I'm like what the hell is going on out there? And then I was just like, what the hell? And then, like, a nose kind of comes in, like, the impression of a nose kind of comes in. I'm like, what the hell is this? So, like, wake up my friend next to me, like, oh, there's something out there. And, like, I hear panting, and it's, like, circling our tent. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, okay, I don't think there's bears here. And that doesn't sound like a big bear. I feel like it'd be heavier and probably not running mm -hmm. around our tent. Um, so I try to go back to sleep. And then, literally, the, like, tent side is being pushed in by something sniffing. And I'm like, I don't think it'd be a dog. That's weird. Mm. So when I finally got out later, I realized there was like a little like squirrel or ground squirrel den thing that was four feet away from our tent. Uh, but the, there were coyotes. There were coyotes that were circling around. I'm like, uh, you are a brazen coyote just shoving your face <laughs> into my tent. And I was just like, what the hell is this? Uh, I also had another rabbit trail. My dad knew someone once who went camping with some nature group. I don't think it was Sierra Club, but it was something like that. And... Um, they went camping and it was like single person tents and it was cold and in the middle of the night something and she's pretty sure it was either I forget which it was I'll have to ask my dad it was coyote or mountain lion she's pretty sure it curled up next to her at night because it wanted warmth so it was on the outside of the tent but it literally curled up next to her so she was just kind of like okay <laughs> I'll just hold still <laughs> but yeah so sometimes camping can be a little stressful <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh, so man. anyway so yes uh, so the Channel Island Fox and the Roadrunner. The Greater Roadrunner, I should yes. say. Um, but yes, never seen a coyote chase one. Mm -hmm. I guess they could theoretically catch it, but they're pretty agile too, so I doubt it. Yeah. So yeah, that brings us to our Animal of the Week. Yes, it does. And this week's Animal of the Week is... Oh, I hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> the Wolverine. Yay, the Wolverine. And not the, the X-Men. <laughs> Not, um, oh my god, I just blinked Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Not Hugh Jackman. I can't believe I blinked on his name. That's terrible. Oh, wait, ready? 
I just almost blanked on Hugh Jackman's name. Oh, God. You cat to be kidding me. <laughs> anyway, I thought I did too. Continue, Casey. Sorry. All right. So these guys come from the family Mustela Day, mm-hmm. which basically is the weasel family. Includes badgers, otters, minks, and they're from the genus Gulo. Yep. <laughs> and they are the only species in that genus. Okay. And their species name is Gulo Gulo. Oh my god, I love them. Gulo Gulo. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better. There's two subspecies. Okay. There's the North American Wolverine, which is Gulo Gulo Luscus. <laughs> then there's the European Wolverine. Yeah. Which is Gulo Gulo Gulo. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Differences between them, primarily genetic. Physically, they look identical. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, these guys live primarily in boreal forests, mm-hmm. which, think of pine trees, that's basically boreal forests, cool. and um, tundra, which, tundra is further north, mm-hmm. that is basically almost completely treeless, the ground is literally frozen, okay. which is called permafrost. There's basically only shrubs and it's a lot of snow. Okay. Think of caribou, that's where they live. Yep. And they're found in northern region of Canada, Europe, and Asia. Okay. In North America, the range extends as far south as the Sierras in good old California. Wow, I didn't know. What? We have them in California? Yes, in the Sierras. Mind blown. <laughs> I thought they were just Canadian. Nope. That's crazy. Okay. Yep. Yep. As well as um, mountain ranges in the Pacific Coast. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't realize they were yeah. you know, higher elevation type animals either. Oh, yeah. So in the wild, they have an average lifespan of about five to seven years. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> as high as 13 years in captivity. They're not very common in captivity, but they, they can get up to 17 years. Yeah, and they are the largest of the weasel family. They are about their body is about twenty six to thirty four inches long, and the tail is an additional seven to ten inches. Okay, and they can weigh from twenty four to forty pounds. Wow. Yeah, they're they're beefy. That's not yeah. That's, they're not joking mm-hmm. around. Yeah, and they are an omnivorous species. They tend to have diet changes depending on season. They will eat more vegetation in the summer. Well, um, but meat makes up a larger proportion of their diet. They'll primarily hunt smaller prey like rabbits and rodents, but they will occasionally hunt prey as large as caribou if it has been injured. Oh, my God. I know. And um, what will happen is like caribou, when they're running in snow, um, because of how they're their feet are just like straight down they'll sink right into the snow whereas wolverines they have more widespread padded feet so they act like snowshoes and they can walk up to them and take them down that is insane i know how long is it gonna take them to eat that well that's the thing because it's like frozen and cold they can it's like fridge yeah they'll just bury it come back for later that's crazy. Yeah. That is. That's why they have a, mm-hmm. a reputation for being yeah. scary. Oh yeah, they will um, also scavenge off of other carnivores. 
They're actually acting the ecosystem as a fairly large mammalian carnivore. Okay. Like I said, they are very bulky and strong. Mm -hmm. They're also very aggressive for their size. Okay. <laughs> Not just because of the caribou, but they have been known to chase off wolves, <gasps> cougars, and bears. Wait, like a pack of wolves? Pretty sure just a few. Okay. But, but cougars and bears. Yeah. Can you imagine just like a cougar? I know. I'm mean, gonna guess people who's very We're big. Like they're the honey badgers of North America. They, <laughs> they also have a chihuahua complex, but, <laughs> but they yeah. can back it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these guys, they how they walk is in a form called plant they're basically plantigrades, which means they walk on their feet. Okay. Yeah. And that is um very characteristic of the suborder they come uh, from. Because so most things walk on their feet? No. Um, so, like, backtrack to classification. Okay. Um, they're in the order Carnivora, mm -hmm. and the Carnivorans have two suborders. Okay. There's the Caniformia, mm -hmm. or Caniforms. Um, those are the dog-like okay. carnivores. Then there's the Feliforms, mm -hmm. cat-like um, predators. All the Feliforms are digitigrates, which means they walk on their toes. Oh. While all the Aniforms, with the exception of canids, are plantigrades and walk on their feet. So they're walking on like the full foot instead of yes. like... Instead of their toes. Okay. Yeah. That's well, one. I'm going to have to watch animals. It's going to be like the paw prints. I'm going to have to sit there and like watch cats <laughs> and dogs walk. Yeah. I could have... Dogs, you said, walk on their toes too. Though. Yeah. Dogs are the only caniform... Okay. Uh, canids are the only caniforms that so don't walk on their feet. binoculars and watch coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Walk on their toes. <laughs> Yeah. And by walking on their feet instead of their toes, it's what I was saying about like the yeah. like snowshoes. They don't fall in. <laughs> but I feel like bobcats probably walk on their feet because they also have those big freaking feet so they don't go through the snow. Yes, they also have a lot of fur on their feet, which mm -hmm. helps to distribute the weight as well. Okay. And they have expanded toes. And also, when we think of toes, it's probably a bit different because it comes down to the bones. Right. Like, the toes would be what we would call fingers, Finger the phalanges, whereas the feet would be the tarsals okay. or carpals, depending on hand or feet. And there is a moderate degree of sexual dimorphism. Mm -hmm. Males about 10% longer and 30% heavier than females. Wow. Yep. They have a polygynous mating systems. Um, males will have large territories, and then females will have smaller territories that exist within male territories. Okay. And the male will mate with all those females. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and this is something that's really cool, because <laughs> I did not know this about these guys. And that is there's evidence to suggest that wolverines are what is called an induced ovulator. Does that mean they, have, they don't ovulate until they're, like, excited? Well, there's going to be, they won't ovulate until a certain stimulus. In most species, that's the act of copulation or mating. Oh. Yeah. That seems kind of nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the, the theory behind that is the reason that has evolved is there are animals where they will very rarely consistently come in contact with others of their own species. Another example is pole bears, oh, okay. large areas of land right so when you meet up with somebody you want to make sure you can it that it counts <laughs> and you will get pregnant and yeah. pass on your genes mm -hmm. so by inducing ovulation you can increase the chance of becoming pregnant gotcha. and they can actually 
there's um, studies that show they can delay the implantation of the embryo into the uterine wall. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. (laughs) And um, this isn't completely conclusive, but there has, uh, there are, uh, this has also been observed in other mustelids, which is the same family they are. So currently, they are listed as least concerned by the Iucine Red List. Mm-hmm. The population is currently in decline. Their major threat is loss of habitat, which can lead to fragmentation of populations. And they're also threatened by conflicts with farmers. Okay. Do they go after the livestock? Probably. I bet they do. Probably. Little nasty some... things. They are the honey badger. <laughs> yeah. They're tough, man. Man, this is why they have that added. That's why that character mm-hmm. exists. Isn't Logan also Canadian? I think the character of Logan I think he's Australian. No, I mean he's Oh wait, no, he But I think the character doesn't Oh, uh, we're talking about the character. Yeah, the character. I think at least in the movies I think doesn't Rogue go up to Canada and meet him? I'm going to have to look into that cuz he loves me. I'm not a good uh, superhero, yeah. like, especially comics nerd, but I anyway. Yeah, so Wolverines, wow. I didn't realize they were so... I can't imagine chasing off. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So before we get into whatever revenge you have on me, I, of course, said last time I would do two because I forgot to look at a joke. So what did the raptor say when they bumped into their ex? I have no clue. Well, this is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so angry it's the best. All right. Good all right. lord, woman. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and, uh, or, and, and do, let's get it. Let's do it. Cause I'm pretty sure it's okay. out, right? So, I need you to do something. Oh. I need okay. you to name an animal. Any animal? Yes. Um, honey badger. All right. We'll do honey badger. So, I am going to give us three minutes. Oh, man. We're going to work on this together. So, I want to do a play on of our alphabet game. And so, we're going to go in order of the name. Yes. Okay. So, H, then O, then N, E, Y. At least we don't have some of those really bad letters in there, I think. Yes. Who's going first? We didn't bring a coin again. Those goes. I shouldn't ask these questions. Okay, so I'm going. Where's my timer? I'm so hopeless. Are you going to track this? Because I don't have anything. I don't have a writing implement to track. Okay. Good. All right. Yes. Let me know when we're going. I think we can do it. How long do we have? Three minutes. I think we can do it. Okay. All right. Ready? Right. Go. Hippopotamus. Right. Octopus. Uh, And, oh, no. We always lose this here. Um, Why? Uh, Oh, my God. Why am I dying on N? I'm thinking narwhal, but that's not an N. Yeah, that's it an is? N. Yes. Oh, e. Um, eel. <laughs> As we learned that one. Uh, where are we? Y. Yak. B. Badger. <laughs> that's cheating. A. An aardvark. D. Dingo. Um, where are we? G. Badger. G. Uh, giraffe. Wait. E. Elephant. It's my turn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you get E. Yeah. Elephant. Okay. <laughs> R. R. Um, ring-tailed lemurs. <laughs> Use that again. H. Horseshoe crab. Okay. 
We're gonna have to start having a. Oh, is that everything? No, we're going to see how many we get. Oh, like, yeah. like keep going? Yeah. Oh, we're back to H. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, God. So, oh. Okay. okay. Uh, horse. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Um, orangutan. All right. N. Numbat. Okay. E. All right. I used an elephant. I used took eel, you little brat. Eland. All right. Y. Yellow sack, sack spider. Okay. B. Um, a bat. A. A gooty. <laughs> D. Dog. G, gorilla. Uh, e, e, right? Oh, God, the E's again. Um, that's I. E, great. I can't repeat ones we did before. R, rattlesnake. Okay. H again? Yep. Um, a hyrax. Nice. O, orb weaver. Aren't we getting the same letters every single time? Hmm? I think we're always getting the same letters. We might be due we're to the same letters every time. <laughs> Uh oh, uh, uh, no. no, I just did. Oh, oh so it's right. N. Okay, okay, good. And um, a why is that hard? I'm gonna do it again. Northern, no, uh, northern white rhino. <laughs> e. Electric catfish. Um, why? Why? Yeah, that one's gonna get hard. Um. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to say for why. Yeah. Oh, that's a V. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So say yodel. That's not a thing. Um, I can't think of a Y. <laughs> and there's no dog breed for Y. And I don't think there's a cat breed for Y. <laughs> I don't think there's a horse breed for Y. <laughs> Is there a freaking, there has to be a fish. Yeah, there's a fish. Are we, we're gonna die on why. Yeah. I can't think of why. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say like a young something. Um, a yonder cat. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, I also I have understand one. the rules of the game very well. But okay, yes? Yellow tang. It's a fish. Yellowfin tuna. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. I'll do the counting. I feel so dumb. I come with yellows in too. I think there's other yellow stuff too. We got a total of 26. Same amount of letters on the office. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the heck? Um, we could have done better. Yeah. I, I was done, expecting you to give me like twice. a single, like, um, single name, not like one with two names. Oh, okay. Oh, so like chimpanzee one. or gotcha, something gotcha, like that. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking honey badger because we mentioned them, but I like that game. We should do that with yeah. other animals too. Mm -hmm. That's challenging. Oh god, we're gonna don't do something with the U in it because that's really hard. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Or X. X, yeah. Because then I'm like going to have to cheat and name families. <laughs> you can't cheat. That's not allowed. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Oh, so man. that brings us. <laughs> to the end of the eighth episode and also the end of our North American adventure. So next month we go into the Atlantic Ocean as we make our way across the pond. Over so this is where Casey is so excited. I love the ocean. Yes, he loves the ocean and I promise they won't all be creepy. So I'm gonna <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, that brings us to the end. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Have a great weekend. Take care of animals. Woo!